Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of Trolling the Paint, an NBA podcast. As you guys know, Will, John, and Trent, that's me, have been towing the line of legitimacy for a while now. But today, we make a big step because we have a special guest. Will, who is our special co-host today? It's our long-lost friend, Tim Cato, NBA reporter for The Athletic. Subscribe today. Or don't, because you could just follow him on Twitter. Let's be real. How, how much are you guys paying me for this again? <laughs> Two subscriptions. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, I'll take that. I already subscribed to The Athletic. It's a good site. I'm, a, uh, I'm, I'm biased, but I'm a, I'm a fan. Yeah, well, I mean, you should be biased on account of they like sign your paychecks and stuff. But, they do, uh, they do hey. do that, and uh, that is that is uh, an enjoyable part of that company. I would say it's it's definitely one of the better ones, so one of the better aspects. Who's the asshole? <laughs> <laughs> Someone got a text message. It's probably breaking news for Tim to go report on, but we're gonna keep him here because, well, it's Sunday. Um, Tim, for those who don't know, tell us what you write about what you cover, stuff like that. Yeah, I'm the uh, Dallas Mavericks beat writer for The Athletic. Um, uh, so I, I'm under the the Athletic Dallas um, city subgroup, obviously, but also do some uh, national NBA features there and there. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's basically my job. I just just a lot of, lot of basketball, a lot of NBA of all sorts just going on. Lately, I feel like uh, I've, I've basically been the, uh, the Luka Doncic <laughs> beat writer. <laughs> So uh, that's not that's not such a bad thing to be. Um, it's it's been an a enjoyable fifteen game ride, and, and you know we've obviously got a, a good bit of season to go. So yeah, speaking of Luka Doncic, let's just get right into the basketball stuff. Uh, the Mavericks last night on Saturday defeated the once mighty Golden State Warriors because basically Luka was the best player on the floor. Is that too? But is that a stretch? That's what it seemed like on Twitter. He was a. Uh... Yeah, maybe. I, th- I think obviously uh, I mean, in Durant one was game, better in a sample yeah. size. I'm not saying he's better than Kevin Durant. Luca, Luca was the uh, the best Maverick on the floor and uh, was did enough in the final few minutes to, you know, uh, seal the win even with Kevin Durant, uh, you know, on the floor opposite him. So yeah. Will, how much do you love Luca Doncic? <laughs> I. Uh, this is the most wrong I've ever been about a prediction. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think he was going to be bad. I don't okay? know. I, I didn't think like, he was going to be bad. You know... I thought it was disrespectful to automatically assume that he was the best player on the Mavericks. Clearly, that's the case. You know? It's it's clear that that's the case. I haven't actually watched him play a single time yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> Says the co-host of a basketball podcast. He's on the Mavericks, man. The Mavericks are terrible. No offense. <laughs> So now that now that the Mavericks eight. have beaten the Warriors and they beat the Jazz by 50 earlier in the week or last week, you know maybe maybe I'll give the Mavericks a look because they're one game below 500 now. You know maybe the Mavericks are finally a team worthy of watching again. So Tim, for a guy like Will who has not watched Luca and started the season as a well, let's just say he was like the Luca Doncic hater as far as I know. I don't know him and him and everybody on the Atlanta Hawks were essentially. Like the, like the anti-Luka group in the NBA. What about him, aside from the stats, which are obviously good, averaging more than 20 points a game and like five rebounds, six assists or something like that, something comparable to those numbers. What about him is special? Because you've seen him probably up close more than anyone. Yeah, well, I mean, for, for you know, I, I've known about Will Slovenian's, you know, folk. <laughs> so, like, this doesn't right. surprise me, but... <laughs> but but for normal people who just accept people from all countries and, and think that they can also play basketball. <laughs> That's perfect. That's actually perfect. <laughs> Everyone knows that Goran Dragic is one of my favorite basketball players, so you're dead wrong. Yeah, he was you were waving the, the Dragic flag when he was like yeah. terrible. On the sun. Yeah, he was like uh on the, the middle first suns. time. I was uh I, I thought I thought Luca was the best player in this draft for a while. I mean, I, I didn't know if he was going to be the best player on the Maverick right, right, on the Mavericks right away. But uh, the one thing I've been saying about him a lot is that he's technically in his fifth professional season as a as a basketball player. Obviously, he's a he's an NBA rookie, but he's a 19 year old who has played internationally in the second best league in the world for four straight seasons. Uh, in the past two, he's really been starring uh, over in Euro League with uh, Real Madrid. 
he's he's played NBA players in in EuroBasket and EuroCup. Um, he even played a couple preseason games against NBA. I think against the Thunder both times when Real Madrid came over. So you know this is a player who has been very successful against you know very high level competition. And and to me it was just no surprise that. Uh, you know, he'd come in and immediately be, you know, a, a high, you know, a very good starter. Um, that said, you know, I, I still don't think he was going to score this easily. And he just he just has he just has a knack and, and just a way and he knows how to score. And, and he understands, you know, how to bully over a, a shorter guard in the post or, or he, you know, his step back uh, jumper is, is, you know, way beyond where, where I thought it might be uh, at this stage of his career. Uh, so... So yeah, no, he's uh, you know, it's it's been it's been fun to watch. Uh, you know, I think I was out in New York when uh, the Mavericks ended up drafting him, and, and just you know, seeing him consistently game after game, uh, you know, I, I I'm I'm buying I'm buying a lot of stock on uh, on this kid, and, and I'd already uh, I'd already been a majority shareholder. I feel like <laughs> it's funny that you you bring up the, uh, the Eurobasket. I feel like that was the turning point for me. I had known about him, obviously playing in Real Madrid and stuff like that. And then when you get to see him play on a higher level with Goran Dragic, and to me, he was the best player on that team too. So it's for me saying it wasn't a stretch saying he's better than Harrison Barnes or whatever right now when he's in the NBA. Because I thought two years ago, or was it a year and a half ago now? was the summertime, right? When they played uh, Eurobasket. I thought he was better. Yeah, that was yeah right. twenty seven twenty seven. I thought you could make a case. He was really. You could make a case. Year, he was yeah. better than Goran Dragic on that team, and Goran Dragic at the time was like an all star. So right. it's like, wow, this guy's right. like really good. And yet, Will was really high on like Marvin Bagley and uh, Trey. No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Um, of all the teams, uh, of, so, oh, hold on, real quick. Of all the go, teams like that go. did pass on him, I guess it's just three, right? Uh, it's just. Two and then the Hawks traded him. I guess so. Guess it's three. So which one of those are yeah. gonna regret it the most? Kings. Yeah, I think it's the Kings too, because you could put him at that Buddy Hield spot right now, and they would be. I mean, they they played well this season, but yeah, I thought Bagley's actually been okay this season too. I, I was pretty low on Bagley. I'm still not super high on him, but I think he he's a he's a more interesting prospect than I gave him credit for headed into the draft. Um, he's not a shot blocker, but he does some interesting stuff defensively with like, being able to move on the perimeter. But yeah, Luca's Luca's going to be better. I mean, I, I I feel like I felt like that. You know, again, I think he was the best player in the draft. Not so. to overreact to like small sample sizes, but the problem I had with Bagley was that I just thought Wendell Carter Jr. was the better prospect, and they're from the same team, and it was just very strange to me that Bagley was getting a lot of the hype when I thought Wendell Carter. And it seems like Wendell Carter Jr. is more NBA ready right now, anyway. Um. Especially I, defensively. I tend to agree with yeah. that, yeah. I like Carter a lot. So, okay, I guess I don't want to talk about this too much because I feel like every NBA podcast nationally, and obviously we're small potatoes here compared to Brian Winhorst or Zach Lowe or whatever. Um, like, I don't even know if we're potatoes. We're like dirt. Speak for yourself. We're like dirt on the ground. Yeah, Tim's like, Shit, bitch. <laughs> no, uh, so you saw them You saw them sitting on the sideline, I guess. Uh, we've heard the reports. Uh, do, do are any of us worried about the Warriors? Like, maybe not this season. I don't even know if it matters. I think that they could literally not talk to each other for the rest of the year, and they would still win the championship if they're healthy. But does it does it matter going forward? I mean, do you guys think KD cares about this? Do you think this will change anything for the off season, or do you think that he sort of already made up his mind anyway? Um, I mean, you know, my my Warriors hot takes are legendary. Um, <laughs> Set the table, Will. I don't know. I it, sh- should I should I take this from like an objective point of view, or should I do like an insane Rockets fan point of view? Uh, <laughs> let's hear both. I mean, like, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Insane Rockets yes. fan point of view. Let's go. Put that face let's on. Okay, that's the face that I normally wear every day out in public. <laughs> this is the first sign of the Boogie Cousins experiment failing. Not even on the court yet, and he's already causing discord. I like how you're blaming Boogie Cousins, like the one guy that was trying to like sit, like separate them. He was like, guys, come on, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I, I honestly don't think it matters very much. I think you're I right. Think it I, I don't. I mean, I don't think that it's a good sign for Durant resigning, but I don't think it matters for this season. But Draymond Green did do that stupid thing the other day, and he could do potentially more stupid things in the playoffs. Like, uh, was it Game Five against the Rockets where he similarly fell down on a fast it break? It was one of those games, yeah, one of the close ones where he sort of turned the ball over. I think at the end of the game. Yeah, I don't know why he like started seeing seeing his name up in lights. I don't know why he, <laughs> he hasn't seen that before. He's a three-time NBA champion, but 
That was a really weird moment. I don't think the moment was that weird. I actually think I would side with Draymond. I thought that he did fine, like, just pushing the break. I didn't mind the basketball play. I thought it was weird that Katie, like, stood there, clapped his hands, and then jumped. It was very Westbrook <laughs> reminiscent. I was like, didn't you leave Westbrook for this exact behavior? And now you're doing it in Golden State. It's very bizarre to me that KD's. Oh, but that. it's it's fine if KD does it. I, I mean, I guess that's the way he looks at it. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, KD's 100% of Republicans. So. <laughs> Tim is throwing fire. Tim is so. I feel like Tim is reaching that point where he's like, no one's going to listen to this. So he's just going to say like a bunch of bad shit. <laughs> He's just like I'm just I'm gonna go all out. Like uh, Tim, don't get fired, as they used to say on the uh, on Grantland. Like uh, let's keep it peaceful. This is going hey, on the he's internet. He's not. He just he's not. He just acts like one. Is that better? I mean, he may be. I, mean, uh, I don't. When you say that, do you mean like he's like a like? Do you mean like he's like a libertarian where he like decides like personal capitalism? Yeah. I mean, it, it's okay Oklahoma. for him. He lived yeah. in Oklahoma City for like ten years, so like it's actually not that surprising. What? Does the athletic not have like a thorough code of conduct guidelines? <laughs> I don't think this is brand. I don't think he's saying anything bad. I don't see any issues. He's saying with a this. rich person is Republican. That's like pretty common, right? I feel like I don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the Warriors ownership group is Republican, so. Right. One thing I wanted to touch on. Isn't it? I don't probably. Know. I'll have to check on I mean, that. they're yeah, San Francisco rich guys. One thing I wanted to say. It's Larry Ellison, right? Any chance that the Anthony Davis thing in New Orleans goes south, and that New Orleans trades for Draymond, trades Anthony Davis for Draymond in some capacity, like a package. Like is that, that possible? Would be an awful <laughs> fucking trade. What are you talking about? Bro, I'm just throwing That's it like, out there. Like, oh my they have god, some contracts. <laughs> and the Davis can hardball them. Say, I want to go here. I'm not going anywhere else. Like, you never know, man. Oh no, I don't think he can really. Uh, I don't know. Plus, they 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 just go get the the Celtics offer. That's probably fair. Came to that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. The Celtics are gonna because so. There's a, Do you think yeah. the Celtics get Anthony Davis? In? I guess it's just like a tangent, but uh, I don't think Anthony gets traded. I don't think Anthony Davis gets traded this season. No, not not this season, off season. I don't know. I think it. You know, I think it's. It depends on what happens. I mean, it kind of depends on on if if you know how good the Pelicans are, and they looked really good for a second, and now they're I think they're seven and seven or seven and eight or eight and seven. You know, they're right around five hundred. So, not great. You're yeah. telling me that Miritich's sh- he had forty last night. Miritich's though. shooting has not maintained. <laughs> you, you mean he's not hitting eighty uh, percent, uh, eight threes a game, <laughs> whatever he was at the beginning of the year? Each one, each one more is really goddamn good. I'll give him. Credit was he there. injured last season? No, nah, he played. Uh, he was injured before that, I think. But hmm. he was part of their run with the whenever Boogie went down, right? Like he played on that when they sort of took off last season yes he's part of that yeah all right one thing i wanted to talk about too just real quick uh dandre jordan's free throw shooting we talked about it a little while i was while i saw you a couple weeks ago and you said that it's not a fluke it doesn't seem like it is at this point like he's shooting 80 percent from the free throw line i'm fairly certain that will himself is a 30 percent free throw shooter well is there any way that you could like (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad that we're not at a basketball court and this isn't being video recorded I think I could make thirty percent of my free throws. <laughs> I, I think yeah. If, we, if you know, shot a hundred, could you make thirty? Yeah, I I want to say yes because I'm a confident person and I am not like developmentally challenged. So I think that I could make thirty percent of my free throws. Tim, did, so, Tim, were you working on a story about DeAndre Jordan's free throw shooting? Is there anything that you found out about that, like that you can share? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the story's up. It's on theathletic.com. <laughs> no, Trent, you're not even a su- subscriber. He's like, bro. Uh, subscribe, Mavericks. <laughs> Actually, if you go backslash Mavericks, I'll take you. Uh, it'll be it'll be the summer, not too far away. Uh, yeah, essentially, uh, it, it is like DeAndre put a you know a lot of time into it. You know, it's give him credit for that. Um, he changes through through the release a little bit. He's he's staggering his feet so he doesn't just stand straight. He has one foot kind of behind him. Um, but I think the biggest thing is he eliminated a lot of uh, a lot of thinking from it, a lot of motion. Um, you know, he's just trusting his stroke. What, what he does is when he goes up to the line, he'll look at one of his rebounders and be like, who you got, who you got, and he'll yell it out. And uh, the, the rebounder will answer. And then DeAndre, it's, it's, I think it's kind of like a mental block or a mental checkpoint uh, where he checks it off, and then he takes his two dribbles, he bends his knees, he goes up with it, he shoots it. There's no, there's no extra time. You can see in the past, DeAndre would just kind of stare at the rim 
and then release it. And there, he, he kind of lost all rhythm and, and, he, and he gave himself time to overthink it. Uh, so I think there's a lot less thinking involved and a lot more just trusting the fact that, that you know, he's been using this free throw motion, you know, more or less for 10 years. And, and by now, you know, at, at this point, it, it should finally start going in at a decent clip. And, uh, and yeah, so it's, uh, it is a surprising storyline, but uh, good on him. I, I 100% buy it. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be an 80% shooter to finish the year, but I think he's going to be 60. I think 65% is, is probably about as low as I probably see it. Maybe, you know, I, I think 70, 75% is very much Well, he play. shot 60% last year, didn't he? He was 57 last year. But he brought year. it up. So he did he make... He brought it up yeah, last year. And that was... Yeah, that was that was an uptick from someone who was literally the second worst free throw shooter of all time in Shout NBA Shout out to history. Ben Wallace. I think he's still the worst free throw shooter of all time. <laughs> he is. History. And Andre Drummond <laughs> was on pace to uh, to become... The, to surpass... Uh, DeAndre is the second worst, but I think Drummond's picked up too. I know he did a little bit last year. I don't know if he's still on the rise. Do you guys know who thinks a lot at the free throw line? I do not. Markel Fultz. My man is double pump. Oh, he Lord. is pump baking. Oh my God. Why are you? Why are you going? Because there, man? this is cruel and unusual. That gift might be. Is that the funniest gift of the NBA season so far? Him pump faking at the free throw line. <laughs> like I mean, it's funny if you like enjoy someone's dreams imploding. <laughs> Oh, um, I want well, Markel okay, so, to succeed. I do. I know you like you and John ride so hard for Markel. Well, I think Fultz he's good at everything. Else. I was googling Andre Drummond's free throw stats, and the first story that popped up was Andre Drummond impregnates two IG models at the same time. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm gonna check the veracity of this quickly. Oh, it's from the fumble, which is probably like some sort of you know spam website. Anyway, yeah, he's shooting 55% this season. Up from a career average of forty-two and a half. Well, wasn't he? Didn't so. he have sort of the same thing happen for the first thirty games last year, where he was like shooting crazy high? Percentage? Yeah, last year he was a lot better at the beginning of the season. I remember reading a couple stories about him shooting better from the free throw line. Yeah, but then it tailed off, sort of like Clint Capella. Who? Were no, you? last year he shot sixty-one percent from the free throw line. He's actually six percent down from that this season. Yeah. Huh. Poor Andre. So. Well, whoever their shooting coaches is, they need to help Markel. I mean, Andre impregnated two IG models. Yeah, man. Don't say poor Andre. <laughs> he's making I, like, I uh, what, what, where's the salary out on this page? Uh, I'm sure that he's upset. Maybe he's upset about impregnating two IG models. <laughs> <laughs> that's You're not wrong I'm, about I'm fairly that. certain that's like part of the NBA like rookie symposium. They say, hey, he's uh, making don't do that. He's making $23 million this year. So he's going to owe a lot of that to those IG models. Wasn't he dating? I'm, I'm fairly certain that he was dating the, a Nickelodeon star at one point. Yeah. Uh, the fuck? I, this is yes. a real story. Icar, the Icar, the, uh, Icarly the, girl. Not, okay. not her, but like the co-star, right? It was like the blonde one. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And then they broke yes. up, I guess. Like in the, what do you correct. think uh, Andre Drummond's lowest season free throw percentage it's got to be like 23 or something like that it's like 32 no nah, it's it's 35 okay tim wins tim wins all right so free throws big man where's clint capella at in all this uh, let's do it <laughs> gotta inject him like how bad is he this season percent or something right now <laughs> what's the uh what's the exploitable number like where hacking is a, a good strategy tim maybe you can give us some insight into that uh i think the cutoff is 55 55 where it's not a good strategy anymore clint is yeah. at 55.2 this season <laughs> he started off yeah like because that. i think i think i think offenses averages average about 1.1 points per shot so if you do very quick math 55 is about 1.1 points every time you go to the line for two shots so okay okay yeah. so it's it's rough but if you're over 50 percent, you're usually good but the other thing is sometimes people will hack hack and just try to get in your head. So yeah, I haven't seen it as so much. If you're, uh, no, and, and but I think it's partially because there's less players really shooting just god awful abysmal numbers. Like Drummond and, and Drummond and DeAndre were both Guys, yeah. legitimately in like the 40s, yeah. low 40s for Where's a while. Where's Dwight at? Will it's a small sample size, but Dwight's got to be still at like 40 percent, right? <laughs> Is he shooting a higher three point percentage or? Uh, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I'll let How you know, he taken this year? know. very no quickly. I Hold on. Play, which is sad because they're on a local television. He has not taken a three this season. Are you kidding? I could have sworn that he would 
have taken. Nah, he's he's all zeroed Tim's out. talking about that story <laughs> that he that I uh, shared with you. Will, Wait, hold on. Maybe maybe it's just not registering. Maybe he has like one. Where his trainers his trainer said that he was trying to emulate Anthony Davis <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, no, I I recall. <laughs> You're right. Zero uh, zero attempts this year. He was yeah. one of seven behind the arc last season. I mean, season, he's only though. played yeah, like eight was. games. He still has time. Give him some time. Yeah, why is he only played in eight games? He had that butt injury. Oh, he's <laughs> yep. shooting sixty three percent from free throw this year. By wow, what? Happened? Really? <laughs> Which would be the yeah, second he's... highest mark of his career. Jeez. His rookie year, he shot sixty-seven percent on free throws. Man, the the sky. Fell. And he played all eighty-two games. I don't fucking understand. Like, what happened? Well, the sky fell. I guess. I mean, who knows? Like Tim said, it's just like these guys. They have to have a routine and all these mental check checkpoints and. His career low is when he was on the Rockets. Yeah. One of the years he shot forty-eight. That's probably the year they hacked him. Oh God, he was a Rocket. <laughs> yeah, for three years. Bro, Dwight is gonna be on every team by the end of his career. I mean, he's really working. I mean, he's doing one one team, a different team every year at this point. I mean, he's moving, he's moving down the line. He's gonna be a very good Shanghai Duck. <laughs> Can you imagine, Jimmy? This Ray- is his fifteenth NBA season. Jesus Christ, he's old. He's only thirty-two. Really? He's like a seventeen yeah, year old when he's drafted. He's thirty-two yeah. and three hundred and forty-five days though, so he's about to turn thirty-three. Yeah. Yeah, he was 17 when he was drafted. Those Jimmer for dead Dwight Howard pick and rolls in China are going to be unstoppable. <laughs> Dude, man. With, uh, with, with Markel Fultz on the oh. wing. Oh! <laughs> he went there. You're going to be in it. <laughs> Oh and I love, I love, I love Markel. Uh, here's my. Here's I don't my like his hair. Fultz, I, I blame uh, his hair for all this this season. Here's my Markel Fultz thing. It's to, until he actually starts playing like he did at Washington again, or like turns into a usable NBA player. I think we should call him Mark Fultz. <laughs> <laughs> the sad thing is, like, like it's just. I think it's more fitting. He's playing like a Mark right now. Like, and he was. He <laughs> he was is, I thought he is. was the most can't miss prospect. I, I don't think this. Like, he was the most can't miss prospect to come out of the NBA draft in uh several several years last year and just it's just the weirdest possible it, thing what, what happened to literally shot and all makes that. no sense like if you go watch the one summer league game he played in like you don't even have to go to washington just watch the summer league game he played in he shot like five right. threes and like three of them are off the dribble like he did not worry about his form like he did not care where he was on the floor he was in attack mode and now it is like watching a bum version of sean livingston or something it's very strange yeah, at this point I really, really think that he just needs to be traded somewhere else. Like it's, it's not going to work there. It's never. It's got to happen. Yeah. It's, no, it's, gotta, it's over in Philly. Now he's got a third asshole teammate. <laughs> he's got the the biggest asshole crowd. He's not even a god awful NBA player right now, but he doesn't fit at all what Philly well, needs. Also, yeah. So also, like he does interesting things, but yeah, no, he needs to go. He needs to go to a bad team and play a lot of minutes and hopefully figure things out. And also, like Zeklo said on his podcast, that money wise, it'll start not to make sense. Like they won't have an incentive really to give him an extension because he doesn't really have a. Especially if he, if his shot doesn't improve, I mean, then he has there. There's really no reason for them to keep him around, like even money wise. So yeah, they should probably right. trade him soon because his value is. What's his only trade value though, man? I can't imagine someone's gonna fleece them. Like a Danny Ainge or Maury or someone like that, and they're gonna get him for nothing. He's gonna turn out to be good. It's the same story that always happens. What team? Yeah. Someone's gonna get that guy for nothing, what, and it's gonna turn into the fact that he's a good player. What team could get Marco Fultz and probably and restructure his shot and make him and sort of help him realize that potential? Like, what are the top? Let's say top three teams that you'd like to see Fultz get traded to for him, not Brooklyn. Definitely Brooklyn. San Antonio. San Antonio. San Antonio. <laughs> is uh is Dejounte Murray out all year or was yeah is torn ACL? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Actually, would love to see him in San Antonio. I think when people were kind of toying with the idea of of, of trades and who was going to get Kawhi and whether Philly was going to get Kawhi, one of the sticking points was that Fultz didn't really fit in uh, San Antonio because of Murray. But now that Murray's out, then yeah, I'd love to see San Antonio. So San Antonio. Brooklyn and I don't know. Yeah, I want to say Houston, but we uh, Maury actually hasn't had a good track record of guys like that haven't realized potential. Like they just kind of come here. Yeah, no, we're not like a reclamation team for sure. Miami. Yeah, Miami. Miami is a good one. Just because Spolstra and yeah. the staff. And like yeah. he goes to Miami, he's like already like near the top talent wise on the team. 
and I think that would help a lot. I mean, he is good at basketball. Like, even if you it's not like they're shot. like loaded with studs in Miami. They have a bunch of like really all right guys. Speaking, they've got Drajic, which is really good as an off-ball guard. So yeah, I, I think Miami would make a lot of sense. I wonder what the price. Does is. Miami have anything that Philly wants though? Uh, that's the thing. Like, what? Where is their evaluation, and then where is the other teams? Philly needs some depth. Philly, Philly needs a wing or, or some something. They need shooting. So, is what they need. Yeah. So, but does Miami even have like other than Josh Richardson, who they're not going to trade? Like, I don't know who they have that would get Fultz back. Uh, I mean, they could get off a Dragic salary. Maybe. <laughs> what about what if? See, I, I maybe just because they played each other last night, but. If you're Charlotte and you don't want to sign Kimball Walker to whatever amount of money, like why not kick the tires on Markel Folds and try oh to God. like ship Walker? Because you have to sell tickets as an NBA team, dude. And if you trade the guy who just scored sixty points for the rookie who with the yips or the second year guy with the yips, you're gonna like your tickets are gonna be two dollars on StubHub. <laughs> they already also, are. Kimba's like Kimba's like a top five point guard in the league. I've been saying that for a while. I'm glad. I'm glad he dropped 60. He's vindicated. Is he not me. like the perfect fit for that Philly team though? Like just off-ball point guard doesn't really. Kimba. Yeah. Like he could shoot. He can create his yeah, own he shot. He needs the ball too you much. Think so? I. Oh, I, I mean, mean, like he could fit in. I just don't think that you're using his talents correctly. He, yeah. Like, I think he's a top. I. Th- I think he is as good as Kyrie Irving. Whoa, I put him on the same level as Kyrie Irving. Take. Yeah. That's a huge take. Wow. Tim is out here dropping bombs on this podcast. My goodness. I mean, uh, Kyrie's been pretty bad, though. I, yeah, time. yeah. two years ago, I wouldn't say this. I yeah, think Kimba so this, has made this is an such massive right? strides. Kimba's, Kimba's so confident with his jumper in, in 2018. Uh, last season, this season. Uh, he's, he's, yeah. I, I, and, you know, defensively, they're both washes. But, uh, but yeah, and, and obviously Kyrie's more proven. But, yeah, game seven. I think... Yeah, if I had to take one for just this season, I, I I'll, honestly not sure. I don't feel better about, and it's it's situational. Sure. But I, I I put Kimba on that level. You know, maybe maybe I still take Kyrie. Uh, you know, when it comes down to it, but but I think they're on just about the same level. Also, Kyrie's what three years younger, I think. Yeah, so I think I think there's probably reasons why Kyrie makes more sense. Yeah, so, but but yeah. Okay, so if you're thinking of three years younger, that like helps you out if you're like building a team hypothetically building a team, but Kyrie has a much worse injury history than Kimba Walker. Kimba's like a right. fairly healthy dude. That's fair. And several of those years were college years for Kimba. That's fair. I always put so it's, I always put Kimba Walker in sort of that Kyle Lowry tier of point guard. Is that crazy? Uh like I feel like I mean I think I think I think all three of those players I mean, Lowry Lowry's tough because he's so good defensively right. that, that you know you gotta factor uh, you gotta factor that part so of the game a better, in. It's, it's tough. Lowry's a better playmaker too for others, I think, than than both of them. Yeah, yeah, and obviously the best shooter of the three. Um, so, I, I just put, I guess, I lump them three together, which is interesting because Kyle Lowry doesn't really get talked about on a national level like that very often. At least it doesn't seem. Are like you that. a Raptors fan? Fan now? Oh yeah, yeah. I got all my uh, We the North gear. Uh, you know. Dude, their gear is so great. I wish I, I wish I was a Raptors fan. They have the best stuff. <laughs> uh, I was wearing a Sixers. Great. I was wearing a shout Ben Simmons shirt yesterday. Uh, it, it specs. Like I was in the liquor store wearing a Ben Simmons shirt, and the and the guy checking me out was like, "Bro, what do you think oh, we he got, was Butler?" You out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was checking me out because I was wearing the Ben Simmons gear. He's like, "Bro, we got Butler. What do you think?" And I was so confused for like five seconds, and I was like, "Oh shit, I'm wearing a Sixers shirt." I was like, the Rockets didn't get Jimmy Butler, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they tried. What are you talking about? They tried, though. Um, real quick, I was talking to Will about this before the podcast. Uh, Tim, you're a Mavs. You're you're a Mavs. Cover, you know, you're a Mavs reporter, or whatever. Um, at what point? <laughs> or whatever. At what point? That was so bad. At, <laughs> at, I don't care. At what point does Mark Cuban <laughs> shut down Luca halfway through the season in an attempt to tank for? Uh, for Zion Williamson, I I think those I, they they have to try too hard to win because Carlisle hates tanking. But and Zion Williamson would have refused to do it. I hear you. I think the team. I'm I'm a little nervous. The Mavericks are going to be you know they're they're going to have to get more talent somewhere else because they're they don't quite have it in the in the young pieces just yet. You know even even if Dennis hits his ceiling, I don't think that Dennis and, and 
Luca alone are make you a contender. So I think his ceiling is Steve uh, Francis, right, or something like that. Dennis's, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's got a good ceiling, and I, I think he still has a chance to hit it. He might be a few years out, um, but yeah, no, he's not. He's not like a a one A. Even even if Luca could be one A on a team, I don't I don't think Dennis is going to be one B. Sure. He's clearly a a second or, or third star type player, and you know it's I, I don't think he's ever going to be a top five, maybe not even a top ten point guard. Um, so they're going to have to go get talent somewhere else, and in in theory they could you know try to lose more games and and but they're going to be in the lottery anyway, and with the new lottery odds, like they have a chance to win it anyway and, and get yeah, to the top a good three point. and. Go get Cam Reddish, or or you know, go get. I, I I'm. I think you have to take Zion number one, but I really love RJ Barrett. Think, uh, so. I feel like we've seen prospects like RJ Barrett. I've never seen anything like Zion. Before. Right, and that's that's why that's why you have to take Zion because he is, you know, you and his name is Zion, man. He's gonna take you to Zion. <laughs> Dude, it's, like, it's fucking. It's his name, dude. It's a, you really do make that. He's taking you to the. Podcast. He's Damn. taking you to the promised land. Well, the thing about that's what Zion is. Well, the thing about Zion is, yeah, he does have a cool name. Christian school was a long time ago for yeah. me. Well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim went to private school. I forgot. It's a, it's a, it's an open, it's an open fact. But like, <laughs> the guy is three hundred pounds and he can jump fifty inches in the air. If I'm Rick Carlisle, come on. Are man. those real numbers? It's like forty-seven like, or something. Is that like hyperbole? Two hundred eighty-five pounds. <laughs> you know, I don't. That's I real. like. I refuse Dennis, to watch Dennis college Smith's basketball. Vertical was forty-eight yeah. inches. It's so. like that. It's yeah, but Dennis Smith is also only forty-eight inches tall. So right, right. <laughs> he still needs the step ladder six. for the rim. Right. That's terrible. <laughs> Cut that. You Cut said it. I make bad jokes, and then I compounded it by making like, like a second bad joke now? right away. He's like self-conscious <laughs> about it. He's gonna. Um, can we talk about my least favorite team in the NBA now? I guess so. Go ahead, Will. Tim, do you want to guess who my least favorite team in the NBA is? It's on. No, don't cheat. Just guess. <laughs> uh, I mean, I looked at the sheet, but I already forgot who it was. Uh, wait, it's is it Utah Jazz? Yeah, it's the Utah Jazz. I hate the Jazz. I hate the Jazz so much. <laughs> they hate you too. So if that makes you yeah, feel they better, do. Feel worse. <laughs> I was so upset when Chris Herring wrote that article about them being the second best team in the West. Was it Chris Herring? I think it was Chris Herring. He said league, I think. Hey, don't slander Chris Herring. He works at 538, right? So it was Chris Herring? Yeah, that's Chris Herring. It was Chris Herring. Well, no, I love Chris Herring. That's why I was upset. It surprised you. (laughs) It surprised me that he would have such a bad take about the Utah Jazz. Well, I mean, the thing about 530 is they use stats. So, I mean, whatever the stats said is sort of was drawing. That's where he was getting the narrative from. But it obviously hasn't worked out. At least not yet. Tim, you saw them lose by 50. What in the <laughs> hell happened? Yeah, I don't know what that happened there. I don't understand how <laughs> they <laughs> lost by 50. I didn't, I didn't know if I could curse or not. Oh, yeah, of course. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can curse like as much as you want. Oh, fuck I don't know if you're okay. allowed to, but <laughs> yeah, yeah you you're absolutely to. welcome you to. You're me. welcome to curse. I don't know if you personally should. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've... I've done arguably worse things already on this podcast i'm not worried about i'm not i'm not worried about saying it fuck once um yeah i don't i don't i don't know i was actually really high on them too i don't know if i was second best team in the west high on them um not over houston but i i thought they might finish with the second best record which is not exactly the same as saying they're the second best team but their defense is just so good with with gobert like they have such a high um floor defensively that that they are going to be a you know a with that defense with that Gobert defense and obviously with the players around him they're going to be a I think going to win 47 games and then you add on to that with with their offense um but but also I mean I guess I guess they've been exposed (laughs) yeah that's the thing like they were good last year and I just assumed it'd carry over but but you know, it's really just Donovan Mitchell and, and some supporting cast. How people, much of it is? The more you look how much at of it. it is because Rubio has sort of taken a step back with his jumper and just overall confidence he doesn't look very comfortable shooting the ball like he did last season. I, I think uh, I saw some stats where I think Utah's getting the uh, they're in the top five in terms of getting open three point looks, mm-hmm. um, which is usually a good stat. But I think a lot of teams are just daring Ricky Rubio and Jay Crowder and. Dante Exum uh, to shoot. Yeah, and Derek and Favors too. Derek Favors, uh, and there's one more. Who's there? There's one more kid who. Uh, Burks. Oh, Royce, Royce O'Neal. Yeah, O'Neal. Um, yeah. yeah, between those five, like I think if you give them open threes all game, um, 
you know, you might win. Like, you can't say that about many teams that play five rotation players and you can just liberally leave them. Um, and Utah has a lot of non-shooters. Like, they've they've very quietly racked up all these non-shooters. And obviously, you know, Gobert also, when he's on the court, isn't a shooting <laughs> nope, threat at all. So, yeah, it's – I don't know. I don't know what the solution there is. Obviously, their defense is going to be fine. I think their defense has been bad in the opening games. That will bounce back. They will be a very good defensive team. I have zero doubt about that. Offensively, I think they have uh, slightly bigger questions than maybe we realized over the offseason. All right, so I'm playing with the Western Conference stats right now, okay? So I have some questions for you guys derived from that, okay? Are we ready? Are we ready for this? I'm ready. It's my favorite It's my favorite thing to do is just look for random trends in the stats over the past 10 games. So for one, the the Jazz are actually they still have the fifth best defensive rating in the Western Conference somehow. They're just not scoring any points. They have like the fourth worst offensive rating in the Western Conference. There are there's a team that's gone nine and one in their last ten games in the Western Conference. Can you guess who it is off your head? Say it again. Sorry. There's a team in the Western Conference that's gone nine and one in their last ten games. Can you guess who it is off the top of your head? Oh. It's I should know this. It's the Blazers. Nope. Oklahoma City? Ah. Oklahoma City Yay! is 9 and 1 in their last 10 games. That's the Blazers right, that's have right. lost 2 in a row. They're 7 and 3 in their last 10 games. There are two other 7 and 3 teams, three other 7 and 3 teams in the last 10 games in the Western Conference. Oh, we three got? others? I assume the Rockets are yeah. one. Or? Rockets are one. Yeah. And I mean, who's at the top of the standings, right? Is Golden State still? No, Golden State's 6 The Mavericks and four in their are last 6 10. and 4 in their last 5 and so 5. It's not the Ma- Oh, they're 5 and 5. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Memphis. Is it the key? Memphis, seven oh, and three in the last ten, and then the team that no one is talking about. Best players: Tobias Harris. Oh, the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, they're seven and three in their last ten. Yeah. The Jazz have the second worst record in their last ten, which is how I got down this hole. The only team that's been worse than the Jazz in the last ten games is the Suns. And they're the worst team in the league. By yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, the Cavs are the worst team in the league. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. It's, it's close though. It, the, I, the Suns shouldn't be the worst team in the league, but yeah, no, they they have way more way more talent than the Cavs do. Like considering Kevin Love is not playing, yeah, I'd say they have a they have about four players worth playing more than the Cavs. The Cavs have like three guys that you want to see play, maybe. All right, so that was intended as a segue for our next thing. Uh, who's who's for real out of these teams, and who's a jabroni? <laughs> uh. Let's let's just knock them off one by one. Tim, do you believe in the Nuggets, or do you think that they're like the five and five team they've been over the past ten games? They started off really hot and then they lost four in a row. Or I, I don't know, it might have been five in a no, row. No, they lost four in a row and then they beat Atlanta like by thirty okay. or something. Atlanta right. the salve on every team's weaknesses. I believe they're a. I believe they are definitely a playoff team. I'm not positive they're the top four team that they. No, I'll. I think I think they finished top four. So yes, I'm buying into who's it. Your, who's you know. your top four in the West? They're gonna fall off a little who's bit. Your top four in the West. Uh, uh, Golden State, uh, Houston, Oklahoma. Denver. OKC. I want to say like honestly, I, I before the season I would have said Utah, and I still think that they might get back there. Um, but yeah, maybe. I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of teams that are that are right in the same. Yeah, that mix. three to seven range is like basically the same. <laughs> it's like a lot right. of the same teams. So picking three and four and like give trying to separate them from five, six, seven is kind of stupid because I think they're all going to have right. similar records. I think you could throw the Lakers in there too because I don't think they're done making right. moves yet. Um, all right, well. I hope so because their uh, <laughs> their defensive rating is 116.7. Yeah, they have not played defense. <laughs> they have been they have been showtime. Like they have been. Well, let all, me check. Uh, yeah, they're tied with the Wizards for the worst defense. Oh no, no, the Hawks are one point worse. Damn. Uh, Will, what's our next team? Real. Uh, our next team on the list is the Bucks. Tim, how much Bucks stock are you buying? You buying all the Bucks stock? I am them out? buying. More, I'm buying people with buck stock. I'm just buying those people. <laughs> I Fans want, of the bucks. I want, <laughs> I want all of the buck stock in my possession. How many points per game per hundred possessions do you guys think the bucks are averaging? Like right a, now? They're at like 115 or 116. Yeah, I think 121.4. <laughs> Currently have an 11.4 point differential. Is that shooting sustainable? They're, like they have no. the best net rating in the league, right? Yeah, yeah. By by four points, the best net rating in the league. Yeah, they're, they're really good. Giannis, 
Giannis. <laughs> yeah. I'm shaking my head on the video. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's shaking his head, guys. So, uh... <laughs> it's just it's, yeah. He he does the he's he's gonna. I think he's on pace for like 350 dunks, which would be like a hundred more than the all-time oh, record or something. Maybe not quite a hundred. It would real? be the all-time record. Yeah. Oh my god, like... that's a real number. He's got like 62 dunks through. That's like that's four and, and a half dunks a game. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. The crazy thing is, I like. At, like averaging two dunks a game for a big man is good. And yeah, he's averaging like four and a half, just driving to the basket. The crazy thing Jesus is, Christ. I watched him play a few times this season, and it's not even like he is doing. Um, it's not even like he's putting up Anthony Davis stats, like forty point games, like twenty rebounds. He's just like doing his regular stuff. But like the offense is so much better now with Budenholzer. Just there's so much space, and it's not even just him. Like Middleton is having a career season. Brogdon is out here. Making plays, Brogdon, aka Rick Fox. Shout out to uh, the throwback, throwback <laughs> joke that we used to make. Um, just like he looks like Rick Fox, man. <laughs> vaguely, <laughs> Brooke Lopez is out here shooting thirty-five footers. What is happening with this? I don't know how sustainable it is for the entire okay go for a season. So but yeah, I mean, they are going to be a good team. I don't know if they're going to win like sixty games though. I think that they could win 60 games, just like the Hawks win 60 games. But I, I don't know how sustainable it is once, like, a team is just game planning specifically to play against the Bucks. Well, I mean, they have like a, a better the team. difference between them and the Hawks team that won 62 games, like, was that four years ago or something? Well, it's like Giannis, obviously. Yeah, it's Giannis. They, it's have... Like they, they, have a, they have a start. I, I say his name wrong every time. It's fine. You were saying Zion Williamson before the podcast started. I was trolling so... you. I was just trolling you. I don't know why. At least one of them is not a real word. Ant- like, Ant- <laughs> it's a commonly known word. Um, yeah, he's the difference. But, I mean, I, I actually think the Bucks are good, which it hurts me a little bit because I don't like Mike Budenholzer. Why? What are you... Look at these like beefs with people. I don't know, man. I just like have like these random beefs with like NBA personalities. And I don't like Budenholzer. It might just be his name. It literally might just be his name. <laughs> <laughs> you turned Pero Antich into an NBA player. Come on, man. Like, let's go. Pero Antich will stab you in the streets for saying that, <laughs> I, <laughs> suggesting I that he him, wasn't already an NBA I player. Him, I, I was giving him some kudos because he turned his career around after Budenholzer took over the Hawks. Yeah, but you guys, there's no way that they can sustain scoring 121 points per 100 possessions, right? That's like asinine. That would be a record, I assume. No, how how good is their defense? It's good. Uh, 109. 109. It's fine. It's good for the Western Con- or for the Eastern Conference. I think it's good. There's only yeah. two two teams, three teams better than them in the Eastern Conference. But yeah, well. that's fair. I, I think that they they probably need to be a little bit better defensively because the offense is definitely not. That. I mean, 121 yeah. would be an all-time record in in history. So, yeah. well, I mean, if you look at their so, yeah, that's a little look high. at their roster, they have good individual it's a lot defenders. High. So I don't, I'm not worried about the defense. Like, I think Butso's a good defender. I think Milton's a good defender. Giannis is a good defender. Um, I think they'll be fine defensively. They have a lot of talent right. on that side of the ball. All right, so we're we're buying we're buying the Bucks. Uh, what about the Blazers? The selling. A lot of people overreacted to them getting swept by the Pelicans. Yeah, but I'm still selling. I'm selling high, man. The Blazers are ten and five. Their uh, their splits are one fourteen and one oh seven, and they've won seven of ten. Jabronis. So, I have no clue. I don't understand the Blazers. <laughs> They're Jabronis. I don't even. Let me tell you why. They were the three seed last year too, and they got swept by the Pelicans, who were the six seed. I don't understand what's different. Yeah, they're gonna have a good regular season record. That's okay. Great. What are they going to do in the playoffs? What is different about this team playoff-wise? I don't see it. So you think they should get rid of uh, Terry Stotts? You think it's finally time? I don't know if it's Terry Stotts' Or do you think they should trade McCollum? Maybe they should get Markel Fultz? No, no, no. I'm not saying it's anyone's fault. I'm not blaming them. I just don't think the roster construction is built for a playoff run in the West. I just don't see why I should expect anything different from uh, as opposed to last year's team. Like, there really isn't that big a difference. There is a ceiling, and the ceiling is good regular season, and then when they play the top teams in the playoffs, they get beat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree. The yeah. postseason is still, like, a small sample size, but well, not, they've done this a but few... it's not just they, last year, though. It, they've done it Right, a right, and that's the thing. That's the thing. You know, if it was just one time getting swept, like, I could excuse that to a degree, but I don't know. It's hard to win in the playoffs. I mean, I, there's we've, we've said it. There's a lot of good teams. I mean, I don't blame them for just running this team back, and I can't even blame them if they do it again because, like, winning 50 games a year... And, you know, especially if they get one playoff round win out of it, you know, I mean, that's a good thing for, in a lot of ways, like you, 
it's a successful season in a way, but for sure. So um, on a on a more somber note, so Paul Allen did die. What's the story with their like ownership situation then? I think I heard that uh, his daughter is taking over the team, but she also may be interested in selling it once things settle down. How much do you think they go for? Person. Big. The NBA is expensive. Probably. Right Expensive to buy in the NBA right now. One point two, one point three. So like less than less than Rockets, Clippers. Yeah, for sure. How much did four, Rockets? Rockets were like two point two billion, three? two two point one or two point three or something. Yeah. I'd say the port. I'd say Portland's probably like a one point five billion. Yeah, it's a much smaller market. Smaller market. Um, Older arena too, right? I don't know. Probably. Tim, you've been there, right? Have you been there? I have not. I'll, I'll I'll be going right before Christmas. I think it's a pretty old arena, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean the Moda Center. I yeah, mean, I think it has a different name. No, that's now. it. It's yeah, the it's the it's the it's still the Rose Garden, right? No, Moda. Like it's the same building. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. It's got a different name, but it's still the same building. Yes, uh, I think so. Yes. Okay, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So it's probably an old. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Okay, so we all we we agree that Portland is going to finish with a decent record, get a playoff seed, and then get shit canned in the playoffs again. That, well, I don't know, you know? Yeah. if they'll get – I guess it all depends on matchup, but if you talk about – like, are they going to beat the Lakers in a playoff series? Like with LeBron? Would you feel comfortable picking them over the Lakers? They, they don't have the pieces to contend. So, yeah. I, yeah. What about the Clippers, our next team here? Sell. What do we think of the Selling. Clippers so far? They're... Sell? You're selling the Clippers? Well, the thing is, <laughs> I don't understand why they didn't trade for Jude Butler. I still don't get it. I mean, I guess they're just – they're really – they think they're going to get Kawhi or Durant or something. But we'll see, I guess. It doesn't seem like those... I mean, I guess Kawhi could go there. I, I, I'd be surprised at this point. But So I was surprised they didn't do that deal or make an, make an offer. And they just have, like, a lot of guys that are tough and play hard. And, like, I don't... They remind me of those Nuggets teams that George Carl coached that won, like, 58 games, but then the playoffs yeah. got swept or whatever. I, I, I don't, they have a really bad it. defensive rating. Their defensive rating is 112. Really? I mean, that's surprising because I thought that that and they're, that's uh, where they'd be good. Offensively, they're 117, and I don't think they can keep that up. I don't know. Tim, what do you think? I don't know. You're... Tim, thoughts? Thoughts? <laughs> Clippers? Teamer. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they, they fall off a little bit. So, I just, I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, I know the, the sum of the parts is a little bit better than, than the individual talent, but I don't, I don't see how they're quite talented enough to, to keep up anything other than a you know, 35 win pace. So not that his reputation was in the gutter or anything, but has Doc Rivers sort of found new life as this coach of this ragtag team? It feels like you, I, you hear a bunch of puff pieces about how great Doc has been for these young players, et cetera, et cetera. I'd say it was in the gut. I mean, he, he was – people were really down on him. I'm, I'm still a little bit down on him, but he does a really good job taking teams like this and putting them together. And, and, and when he has, like, you know – players like this he does a good job bringing them together and, and getting the most out of them do you think he does a less good job at getting the most out of his star players I think. do you think they make a trade and he doesn't have any this year right here's no star do you think that he makes it they make a trade at this uh, any point this season with all the pieces they have they they seem like they seem like a, a tradable team a, a seller a seller team. <laughs> so we thought that last season and then they ended up re-signing lou williams and doing all that, like they. But I think they resigned him so that he's a piece, and yes, so. Sir. Yeah, it is a pretty good, uh, team-friendly contract too. He's very tradable. It's the story of his career. So, well, are you selling <laughs> or are you buying? Ah, uh, I mean, I think that the Clippers will make the playoffs. What? But, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't believe in the, I don't believe in the Spurs or the Timberwolves what? or the Mavericks. Yeah, nah, well, I don't. Or the Kings. And, like, somebody's got to make the playoffs, man. Well, what... <laughs> There's eight spots. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't see how they would... Uh, would they make it? Oh, I, I think they could finish eighth. I think it'll be either them or Spurs for eighth. So, what are your eight teams, then? Uh, my eight teams are the Warriors, Rockets, Nuggets, Thunder, Blazers, Jazz, Grizzlies, Clippers. That's eight, right? Pelicans aren't making the playoffs? I thought that was nine. But. I think that the uh, Pelicans are not making the playoffs now. Wow. So I mean, Anthony Davis has a long history of not making the playoffs. Like, he got lucky one year, and then last year had Boogie for most of the season. I don't think you included the Lakers. 
Neither. Wow. Ooh, I didn't include the Lakers. Ooh. Man, I don't, you I know? don't see it, man. You know, I gotta tell you, I don't see you it. Know? <laughs> you know, you might be right. I might have, uh, we might have to um, omit one of those, and it'll probably be the Grizzlies, unfortunately, you know. They're only giving up 101 points a game. Yeah, but that is not sustainable, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. I know, I, I think it is, but they're what? only scoring 103 points a game, which is not sustainable if you want a winning record. Here's the thing, guys, and I just want to say this with complete love and affection their coach is jb oh. bickerstaff oh I come just, on I just, <laughs> he grew a beard to try and disguise himself I, can't, I just can't believe in a team led by him he is was one of the worst head coaches i've ever seen it was the darkest time in my 26 years as a rockets fan that i can remember <laughs> when jb like it was worse than when katino mobley and steve francis appeared drunk during games so i i guess we'll, we can bring up the grizzlies now I'm selling hugely. Also, I just yeah, yeah. there's no way that Marcus and Conley play the whole season. It's just not going to happen. And as soon as one of those guys go down, their record is going to tank. You know, I'm going to I'm going to carry the torch forward for the Grizzlies, and I'm going to hope that for those guys' sakes that they play the whole season because it would make me sad. Well, if I don't, don't want them to get hurt. I just don't think that You know who's play the hurt whole again? Season. Or at least getting DNPs all the Chandler time. Chandler Parsons. Your boy Chandler Parsons. Not a not a good PR. Uh, a bad PR hit for the Eric Gordon training staff or whatever that he did before the season started. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Parsons uh, trained with them. And they, right? and they made it a big story, and then he immediately got hurt, like, right away. <laughs> I really hope he donates his knees to science one day yeah. so they can see he is played in the bottom, the bottom 10 percentile of the human knee. How many, uh, <laughs> how many games do you guys think he's played in? He played two, right? Three. 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 He's played in three games. He's making $25 million this season, and so far he has scored 18 points. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to make more than a million per game. He's going to make more than a million per point, Tim. <laughs> so the thing is, like, I'm not – you shouldn't be mad at Jalen Parsons. You should be mad at me because they took a stupid gamble on him. Like, they knew he was hurt. It made no sense at the time, and it makes no sense is now. Is the GM still the – the guy Chris Wallace yeah is Chris Wallace still the GM I think he is right Jesus Christ man that guy is like who does he have like the dirt on does he have like a Watergate file on everyone there are a few GMs in the league like that he's one and the other one is Ernie Grunfeld for the Wizards like just basically making horrible decisions year after year and just not getting fired like guys there's two years left on Parsons contract oh my goodness okay Parsons has scored 511 points for the Grizzlies Oh. So. I, right. <laughs> I thought you meant this season. I was oh, like, yeah. Oh. We were talking about this season. <laughs> no, no, we no, haven't. Yeah. So, Will's buying. Seasons. I'm selling. Tim, where are you at on the Grizzlies? Uh, hold. Hold. Okay. He's, he just wants to see. He wants to wait and see. And I don't know what that means. That's that's a very lukewarm take. I, I, of all the hot takes you've had, this is the most lukewarm. <laughs> yeah, I, I exhausted them all. I have to, I have to back off. Really in a little all right, should we talk about the Lakers, Tim? What do you think of the Lakers? You've seen them up close already, right? Yeah, they're weird. I don't know. I don't like. They have no <laughs> shooting, and yet they still score a lot of points. They're scoring 117 points per game, but they're also giving up 117 points per game, or uh, per 100. No, not per game. That would be that would be wild. Or is that? Per yeah, I think that'd yeah. be fine. I think they're gonna make the playoffs because LeBron is gonna make the playoffs because LeBron always does I that. will say I'm a little disappointed in Ingram like I thought he would like light up the scoreboards because just lack of attention more you know more eyeballs on LeBron etc cetera, etc cetera. especially the transition like they do get a lot of points transition I'm surprised that he's not feasting on that kind of stuff yeah man it's really hurting my fantasy team, <laughs> but I, I went high on Brandon Ingram yeah and he's still Brandon Ingram I feel he's actually I feel a little bad about that too because I was pro Ingram and I think you sort of bought into you were buying my vibes oh yeah and man and now I maybe I did it on maybe it's a little reverse psychology on you Will. oh yeah you reverse psychologyed me <laughs> drafting Brandon Ingram I don't think so let's see he's actually down a full point per game one and a half assists and a rebound less this season. See, the thing that surprised me is the assists. Like, he thrives. And he's shooting 32% from three, that's, down from 39. That's, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. And they're open, right? I mean, I can't imagine people are hugging Brandon Ingram on the wing. I mean, it depends on whether or not, like, Rondo's on the court. Well, he's not on the court now. He broke his hand. 
Oh, oh yeah. Is Ball back? Yeah, Ball's been playing. Swole Lonzo, as I like to call him this season. He's like noticeably <laughs> he swole? swoller. Yeah, he's huge now. Swole. Lonzo. <laughs> It looks like it kind of reminds me of when Drake was posting all those Instagram photos of him whenever he got swole randomly. Like, like yeah. He just got, like, jacked. Like it did, when Jay, Drake started doing steroids randomly. Yeah, he just, like, all of a sudden he has, like, a giant chest and back. And it's like, oh, damn, Lonzo's been in the weight room. but it doesn't. Lonzo's shooting 36% from three this season. That's pretty good for him. I think that that's, that's, that's solid. Yeah, man. You know. He's going to be a really good player for a long time. I think so too. It's good. We haven't. I haven't seen a single story about his dad this year. What happened to his dad? Uh, I told you. Died. Small house fire. No one fire. cares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one cares. Lonzo is not as good. No one cares. <laughs> no one gives a shit about Lavar Ball anymore. They used. They they basically forced him down our throats with all these headlines last year, and now it's like it doesn't matter. Yeah. No one cares. I mean, I guess. Also, when... Lamelo Ball is going to be a top ten Stop. pick. Stop. <laughs> oh god, Lamelo. Yeah, no, he's not good. I think he's fine. Is he really? He'll be a good co- yeah, I think so. A co- good college. Player. I can't tell if Tim is trolling right now. Like I legitimately can't really tell. Tim has had a legendarily, a legendarily good straight face for trolling for the entire trolling. time that I've known him. He's like five eleven. There's no way he's gonna top ten. Lamelo? No, Lamelo's like six six All right, now. Now I know he's trolling. Oh, oh, Tim just him? took off his overshirt and he's wearing a big baller brand shirt. <laughs> They're a new sponsor of the Athletic. Six six with the hair, maybe. Like, is that what you're saying? You, you're taking into account the giant Mello hair that he has. Ball. He dropped dimes in a Spire Institute scrimmage, y'all. Dropping oh, crazy. Dude, look he, at that he actually one. That is six really five good. now. He's six five. Yeah. He's six five. Is his listed height now? He doesn't look six five when you watch him play. It kind of, that's like, he also sh- he shaved the hair. Wow, I was wrong. I apologize. Yeah, I man. I'll, I'll <laughs> he doesn't even have. He has like a a Alonzo fade. That's new because he used to have that weird poof. Like he looked like one of those like hand, like like the hair that like a hand hand sized dog had, like with a carry dog. Like what are those little? Did dogs? you click on the headline and actually look at saying? the look at the assist? Uh, the drops crazy dimes. In front yeah. Of crowd. Yeah. It's a slam link. Let me let me look at it really quick. My let me... goodness, we're watching Lamelo Ball ah. highlights on the podcast. Taste Yeah. Listen up, podcast listeners. Will is gonna watch a video <laughs> and then he's gonna react to it. Okay. This is where we're at now. Tim has correctly sussed out the vibe. Fuck, that was a good pass. Oh come on. So you, oh, wait, so so Tim, you weren't trolling. You actually think Lamelo Ball is good. Yeah. You, your dude. video. Oh, that was video. ESPN auto playing an ad in my ear. Could you guys hear that? No. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's fine. Fucking ESPN, man, with their autoplay ads. Yeah. I've had that window open for like 10 minutes and it just now played the ad. It's mad whack, bro. It's mad whack. All right, I got to go back to these LaMelo highlights really quick. I only saw one pass. It's the Lakers. Let's talk about let's talk about uh, let's do one more. Let's do one more real or jabroni while Will's watching LaMelo ball highlights. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he just shot like a 30 foot 3 that hit the side of the rim and the backboard at the same time. <laughs> and he shot it like Sean Marion. So yeah, I think has, Tim is trolling. He has a weird shot. But he is—he does seem to make jumpers. I don't know. Maybe it's the same thing with Lonzo. Kind of weird jumper, but they go in at a low level. Uh, one more team. The Rockets. Are we buying the turnaround? Or oh, are yeah. they jabronis? Yeah, yeah. No, no. No, no. I mean, they're good. good. They got a score, they're though. Good. I mean, they're... They're, Score 132 points a, last night. Yeah, but they're averaging I mean, 103 per game right now. Yeah, but because they had like four games in a row, they couldn't break 90. My only concern is that like if they're five percent worse than they were last year, you know, I don't think they can afford to lose. That. I don't think they're going to beat the Warriors anyway. At least not as they're constructed right now. They would it's have sad to trend something. in the house. Sad. Oh, Tim. So uh, Trent and I really want uh, Otto Porter. You think we? You think we got a chance? You think that Washington Wizards fire sale is actually going to happen? I mean, John Wall and Bradley Beal. I think there's a chance, John Wall and Bradley Beal don't – I wouldn't say they openly hate Otto Porter, but they always (laughs) make these very strange remarks that are obviously directed toward him. Like – Yeah. His – a player in the NBA that you can think of in recent history that is that good as John Wall is had such, like, a tremendous fall from grace so quickly. Uh, I bet there is. Can you think of a like an analogous example? Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
where guns weren't involved. <laughs> I mean, LeBron, LeBron was sort of um, on uh, AI. Allen Iverson had a. Yeah, but is is like John Wall like physically washed? I don't feel like he's physically washed. Allen Iverson was always like... the bad boy, though. I feel like his thing was yeah. being the bad boy. I mean, boy. the high school thing, like he like well, high school thing and, like, started then. Uh, just those. I just mean that like John Wall just doesn't seem to try or care, you know. Uh, John Wall's know. teammate Dwight Howard fell off. That's a good one. That's a good one. But that was another. That was a physical one, wasn't it? Because of the back yeah, injuries. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's well, yeah, John Wall's had a lot of injuries, so. I don't know. Dwight yeah. Howard wasn't. I mean, he did fall off physically, but like, the fan turn was more about him and Kobe clashing and people taking Kobe's side. Yeah, but like, Dwight Howard played seven good seasons in in Orlando before any of that shit happened. I know, but that's you what know? we're saying. Like, we're saying that he yeah. fell. Yeah. How many off How many years has John Wall been in the league? He's been in the league a while, but he's only he's only twenty six, right? Twenty seven. John Wall. That's just, oh, this is his ninth NBA season. Wow. Yeah, but, wow. Maybe he's washed. Okay, I, I don't want to say splash. He just had like a couple good games in a row. I'm not gonna say he's washed. He's shooting 31 percent from three. He's always been a, a subpar three point shooter. Yeah, he was he was fine last season and half the season. But oh my god, he shot seven percent from three his second year in the NBA. Say seven. I wonder how many attempts to that. Wait, seven. Wait, you said seven, like single digits, like a single like, like zero point seven. zero seven one percent what? from three. That is. I thought that was attempts, but no, no, no. That's. I mean, he's actually up in points this season. Tim, could you shoot seven percent if they were all wide open shots? Like, say you're in the, uh, you're in the Bucks offense, and Giannis is just taking all the attention away, and you got all these wide open threes. Are you shooting more than seven percent for a whole season? No. <laughs> he said no. <laughs> so you're. So you're. Trent, do you feel like you could? Seven percent is pretty low, man. Like. If you're taking, you have to make like one out of ten shots. Yeah, but you're. Yeah, I'm saying you're wide open. Giannis is drawing attention. You just gotta sh- stand and shoot. Okay, no, no, like, no. But NBA also wide open or wide open, wide open. NBA wide open. Even if it was wide open. NBA wide open, but you get to be six six in this scenario. <laughs> you don't have to like be your actual physical self. Just no, like no, your no. basketball you're talent. High, so you're what six four, six four. Yeah. Okay. Sure. You're you're John Wall, but with your physical talent. Could, could you make seven percent of your threes? Could you shoot seven percent? Uh, I think you could. You're getting like five a game. Sure. You just got to make one every two games, basically. Yeah, you just have to make one out of ten. Ten threes. And you're you getting know? five per game, five attempts. You're wide open. Giannis is drawing double teams and triple teams. You're in Boonhoser's offense. Come on, man! You can make one out of every two games. That's really bad. John Wall, come on, that's that's bad. I mean, it's better now, obviously, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but anyway, Otto Porter, <laughs> like, like <laughs> back, the worst. Back champion. to the thing. Does he fit the Rockets, Tim? What do you think? Me and Will have been g chatting about this for the last week, kind of just fanboying out. We've been foaming at the mouth about it. Me too. I don't understand. I've talked. I've talked to people on the Mavs about whether they could get him. He's. I love Otto Porter. I think he's great. So and it's yeah, he fits it's everyone. Very, Really good 3D guy. It's very guy. strange that they don't like him. Like, that's the part I don't get. Like, you never hear anything it. bad about Otto Porter, except that Bradley Beal and John Wall don't like him. Like, yep. and John Wall is not exactly a great teammate. At least it doesn't seem like it publicly. So, if he doesn't like you, I don't know if I'm siding with John Wall. I may be siding with you in that scenario. Just because, like, his record, his track record isn't great. As far as being a teammate, and Bradley Beal is kind of weird. It seems like he's kind of weird too. I don't know. It's very bizarre. Yes, Auto Port of the Rockets. That's what I'm talking about. Brandon Knight's contract, Marquise Chris's contract, and Nene, and a first round pick. It's all Nene going back to the That's Wizards. Right, huh? he's retiring a Washington Wizard, probably where he had his best seasons. Uh, that's 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 my take. Sizzling. <laughs> Shout out to Tyler Tim, Owens. Do you have any Eastern Conference hot takes? Yes, yeah, Tim. Not really. Orlando sucks. They keep winning. Orlando, Orlando, yeah. I mean, same thing last year. Last year they were like ten and five. I know, but I feel like they just keep beating. And then they lost like eight or nine games in a row. I don't know. Who's their best player? Aaron Gordon. And that's exactly the point, right? That's yeah. That's the Aaron point. Gordon's their best uh, player. Yeah, but that that's bad. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> he's their best he's player. Comparable to, and it took you a second. He's comparable to like Tobias Harris. Like to me, they're this. Like, no, nah, I think Tobias Harris is way better than. Way Harry better? Now. Is he way better? Way Will? better. Way better. No way. Tobias Harris has been great. He's good, but he's not great. I mean, he scores what eighteen and twenty points a game. Like, that's about where Aaron Gordon is. Yeah, but those are empty points. So, I don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, okay. You got anything else for our our good buddy Tim here? Um. Nope. Other than our thanks and gratitude for coming on the podcast. Uh, I'm sure he'll be finally he'll be back again. I'm sure, and we can talk about stuff later it's uh i i want to say i'm a little disappointed in will's hot takes in this episode i think he was uh, a little what he was a little, <laughs> these are the normal level of hot takes a little lukewarm uh, i think i think it's because tyler <laughs> said that i was skip bayless fuck tyler <laughs> fuck you tyler uh, wilson owens like i was texting tyler and, and will and I, I was jokingly trent showed me i was jokingly, I was joking like hey you should come on and just rocket fan out. He's like, I would have nothing to say. And then I was like, Well, you could just make jokes like Will. And he's like, Will is Skip Bayless. <laughs> <laughs> like, ouch, ouch, my heart. <laughs> I know. Nice. Will really, really hates Skip Bayless. So he I... didn't even say without the race baiting. He didn't even. He didn't even <laughs> add a caveat, man. <laughs> I don't do any race baiting. There's no preface. It was just like, yeah, yeah, you're Skip Bayless. <laughs> I do occasionally say negative things about foreign players, though. That's true. All right, well, I don't know if we have any more topics to talk about. Tim, why don't you plug where people can find you? Oh, yeah. And then uh, we'll wrap it up. Theathletic.com slash uh, just do Dallas. I'll get you to the Dallas homepage. Uh, Twitter, Tim underscore Cato, C-A-T-O. Well, where can they find you, bro? <laughs> uh, you cannot find me anywhere. <laughs> <point>. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't find me. All right, well, uh, you know, that was uh, – it- that was Will and Tim, and this is Trent, and that's Ben. Trolling the paint. Bye, guys. <laughs>